Okay, welcome to the Queen Anne's County Commissioner's Meeting. This is a public meeting that is being aired live on our local cable television station, QAC-TV7. These media broadcasts provide county citizens an opportunity to watch and review our scheduled public meetings. In addition to our live audience this evening, we are providing remote options for citizens to watch and participate in county commissioner meetings. Citizens may watch our meeting live on our Queen Anne's County website at www.qac.org live or on QAC-TV's television channel, Atlantic Broadband Channel 7 and High Definition Channel 507. Citizens may also participate by joining the live Zoom meeting by going to www.qac.org slash public comment, and citizens may also email comments to public comment at qac.org. Comments received will be read during the press and public comment period on this evening's agenda. We acknowledge everyone's participation, and by attending, you acknowledge that this session is both recorded and aired. Press and public comment will be taken and is limited to three minutes per person. Anyone caring to speak can please uh, sign the information table in, outside in the hallway. Comments longer than three minutes may be submitted in writing for the commissioner's review. We will now stand and be led in the Pledge of Allegiance by the Commission President, Chris Corcorino. Pledge of allegiance, allegiance to, to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands. One, one nation, nation under God, God indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And if you could please remain standing for a minute for uh, the Engelmeyer family. Thank you. Okay, we just concluded a short closed session under the general provisions article. Section 3305B1 to discuss personnel, and I believe we did make one decision. So, could I get a motion on that? I move to approve the position of Chief Accounting Officer in the Department of Budget and Finance. Second. A motion, a second. Any discussion on that? All those in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? Four in favor, one absent. Thank you, Commissioners. That brings us to the approval of today's agenda. Today's agenda for our meeting on January 11th and the regular and closed session minutes from your December 14th meeting and the Sanitary Commission minutes from the December 14th meeting have been circulated for review. Any additions or corrections? Motion to uh, accept the agenda and minutes as uh, distributed. Second. A motion and a second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Four in favor, one absent. Okay. Thank you, Commissioners. We do have a, a press and public comment period um, now. Do we want to yep. do that? Okay. So thank you for taking the time to express your views to the county commissioners. Comments are limited to three minutes in length. Comments longer than three minutes may be submitted in writing. Commission respects your desire and right to convey your message freely. When you come forward, please speak at the standing microphone. State your name, address, and topic of interest. In keeping with the dignity of our office, we ask that all views be expressed in a respectful and civil manner. So we have some folks here. Okay, good. Uh, Jack Kemp. Thank you. My name is Jack Kemp. I'm property of 506 Robert Station Road, Churchill, Maryland. Uh, I was born in Queen Anne's County in Ingleside. I was a lifetime resident on, north, on a very large farm on the north end of the county. I spent 30 years in the last small business and 
in a very large ag input co-op. Retired back in December, went to work for Schrader's Outdoors. I'm here today to voice my opposition in Ordinance 2109 as written, <coughs> defining a shooting club, both commercial and private. When an ordinance like this is submitted by a commissioner, the perception to the general public is that the commissioners are in favor. And I don't think that's the case this time by the general public. So that, that uh, I kept it under three minutes, but I just want to make sure that I am strongly opposed this ordinance as it's written. Thank you. Thank you. And Schrader. My name's Ken Schrader. I appreciate you having me here tonight. Um, I'm here just to let you know, put the face with the person with Schrader's Outdoors and uh, just against the ordinance of the uh, number 2109. And our whole family's been in Queen Anne's County all our lives, farmers. And I've been, in 40 years, I've been in the shooting sports and this is an heritage heritage here in this county and how can we take something away it's been here for years and years and years and and I we do a lot of teaching a lot of things like that and this this area needs that um, but I just want to kind of voice out I'm really upset about this I just uh, and a lot of people are and I'm here just to voice and say that. I guess that's about it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Tracy Schultz. Oh, you want to, you want to say them right now? You want to wait? Gotcha. Keith Griffith. First off, thank you, commissioners, for uh, voting on the Southersville Christmas light decorating contest. Uh, it really was awesome to see our town lit up. I want to make one comment on behalf of this 2109. A lot of business ideas are brought to Queen Anne's County. A lot of business ideas are brought to the northern end. I don't know. I think all of them are shot down. Here's an opportunity for a well-established business to come to Queen Anne's County, and it's going to help Millington and Southersville both. Big time. Pizza House of Millington just closed due to lack of business. This isn't the run-of-the-mill mom-and-pop operation. Go take, pay it a visit. It's a phenomenal operation that will be very good for that northern end because it's going to draw a lot of people from a national level to show up there and participate in shooting events. And that's been a gun range for how many years? And then a development was, as it's called, put there. Why did that ever even get approved? I mean, you got to look at the big picture. It was a gun range first. The development went there without issue. I think it's time we stop just crippling the northern end of the county when there's people that want to come and grow their businesses. And I think this is a great opportunity for us. And they're right. Look at the history of Southersville. A lot of shooting things go on there. A lot of history with that. A lot of people that have won national events. Mr. Kemp, I believe, is involved with 4-H. It's giving kids outlets. It's better than drugs. There's a lot of different things that need to be thought about here 
when this decision is made because I have had a lot of phone calls. I was given a heads up I was going to hear about it from someone, and that person was right. I did hear a lot of feedback about this, and that's why I'm here to speak now. So look at the big picture. I mean, it's, you know, it's no secret that uh, this is something well supported in our community, and, you know, you guys, the ball's in your court now to make the right choice. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody on Zoom for present public comment? Anybody else in the room who didn't sign up who wants to speak? All right, they'll close uh, press public comment. All right, that brings us to our feature item for this evening, and this is the uh, Joint County Commissioners and Planning Commissioners uh, 2022 Comprehensive Plan Work Session. We'll be reviewing the 60-day uh, comments that we received from the public. We have Lauren Good and Ray Moravac from Wallace Montgomery. They're going to lead that discussion along with our planning director, uh, Amy Mordock, and our senior planner, uh, Stephanie Jones, here. So welcome to the planning commission members. We have a few of them that are uh, joining us via Zoom. So um, I will turn the floor over to, uh, to our consultants and uh, our planning staff. Not up there. Can you put them up there, Bruce? Uh, they have to turn on the camera themselves. Do they know we're ready for them? We're ready to go. You message them just so they know we don't have them on camera if they want to be on. Sharon. Sharon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you for having us uh, with you this evening. Again, my name is Lauren Good, and I'm joined with Ray Moravec uh, from Wallace Montgomery. Uh, and we are here with you this evening to provide a, uh, a high-level overview of the comments that we received during the 60-day public comment period. Uh, before we jump into those specifics, uh, we wanted to uh, reiterate what the Comprehensive Plan's purpose really is, um, and that is to uh, really capture the vision for where the county wants to be uh, in the next 10 to 20 year period, so taking that long-range look at things. Uh, the plan itself identifies numerous factors that, uh, that have and will continue to influence and shape the community, uh, and it will provide guidance uh, for a variety of items, uh, physical development, um, economic development, and, and uh, preservation and everything in between. It also provides guidance for future decision making related to land use and all of those other topic areas. Uh, it's important to remember that the comprehensive plan is a very broad document. It's, it's right in the name. It's comprehensive, so we can't get into specific details on every item, uh, but provide enough information to share existing conditions and set the foundation for the uh, for the uh, goals and action items uh, and to set that plan of action for this upcoming planning period. The plan itself is not a regulatory document. Uh, so again, it won't contain detailed specificity or, uh, or, or draft ordinance language itself. Uh, again, it sets the foundation for those types of implementation items to occur once the plan's adopted. Um, and whether those are uh, ordinances, more detailed studies, projects, et cetera, again, once, once the plan is adopted, that's when those more detailed aspects uh, really begin. We had uh, fantastic input uh, during this 60-day public comment period uh, from the public uh, agencies and um, 
<clears throat> excuse me, and, and others that we are considering uh, to be part of the technical committee. Uh, through all of those, we received 418 uh, specific comments. Uh, so those those took people took the time to read the the documents and and provide very well thought out comments. Um, as you can see with the the figure on the left, uh, by far uh, the the vast majority of those were for the county comprehensive plan as a whole, uh, and then a smaller subset were for the Kent Narrows uh, community plan. Um, the uh, Almost 60% of the comments that we did receive were from members of the public, uh, and then about 35% from various agencies. Uh, and we'll get into some specifics uh, on who makes up the agency category. Uh, these are those uh, state agencies, everyone from uh, Housing and Community Development to the Department of Planning, uh, DNR, um, uh, and the Department of Transportation, to the neighboring counties, uh, as well as the incorporated towns that are within Queen Anne's County. Uh, we did reach out to all of the neighboring counties as well as the towns, uh, and those that you see listed here are those that provided uh, input for us to, uh, to review and address as we move forward. Uh, and then there was um, a spattering of comments uh, for uh, most of the, the, uh, the chapters. I, I think there was only um, one, one chapter that we didn't receive comments on, and that was the uh, appendix there where we listed all the resources. Um, so uh, the, the, the majority of those comments uh, came uh, and were related to the land use chapter, um, but then again, um, uh, environmental resources and transportation also uh, had uh, a great number of comments um, uh, uh, for each of those. Uh, we do want to point out here that while we did receive uh, 39 comments from those uh, that make up the technical committee, uh, so those are uh, county staff people or um, other boards and commissions, uh, we are addressing those uh, separately. Um, and uh, so the information that you are seeing tonight um, and as part of this material package, uh, is really highlighting comments that we received from the public uh, as well as that those agency groups. Uh, once the official comment period closed, uh, we had the, um, the uh, great exercise of, of reviewing uh, each of them and uh, making some initial uh, recommendations. Uh, so really, the, um, uh, we, along with other uh, planning and zoning staff, uh, really worked um, on this to uh, identify the uh, most appropriate recommendation to be considered uh, to address each of these items. We broke these down into three different categories. Uh, the first uh, is one, uh, one block where uh, we have, uh, we're requesting uh, further review by the Planning Commission. These are items that um, uh, are more significant changes or have more of a, um, uh, a wide-reaching impact. Um, they just need to be discussed more in depth, uh, and that will, of course, occur uh, during Thursday's Planning Commission meeting. 
the second group are those uh, that we termed editorial or clarification. These are minor changes um, reflecting grammar or um, the, the few typos that, that we missed uh, when we were uh, doing our final review, uh, but also some comments that were requesting additional clarification on information that we had uh, included in the drafts. Uh, the third group uh, are those where uh, we identified them as no changes being needed or where no changes were proposed. Uh, and that could be because uh, the items themselves were already addressed uh, in another section in the draft. Uh, they were more appropriate to operations or um, uh, handled in a different uh, uh, format outside of the comprehensive plan, or just general statements uh, that weren't uh, that didn't identify any specific request for modification to the drafts. Uh, all of these uh, items are uh, found in the. Um, uh, the spreadsheet documents uh, that you've all received copies of. We understand there's their small print, um, but they've also been posted uh, online. So PDFs are there to zoom in to, uh, to uh, have some better readability for those. Um, but again, um, just to, to highlight uh, some of these, and I, I touched briefly on this, uh, the, the largest group of comments were those that we identified no changes being needed or proposed with uh, just shy of 250 comments. Here, again, we heard um, many statements of support of the draft and the work that has been done to date. Uh, some of those um, uh, more general statements, um, additional information requested or uh, providing, um, uh, or, or comments, again, that were already addressed. Um, and then the next group, again, those editorial or clarification comments, uh, so these also included uh, some questions that were asked, um, some minor mapping updates. Um, these are uh, primarily changes to colors to uh, provide uh, greater contrast or uh, highlighting a, an additional point of interest, but nothing uh, substantially uh, changing, um, uh, providing some references to other content in the plan. Um, or updating um, language to reflect specific requested revisions that did not change the original intent of the, the draft itself. Uh, when we, uh, here we are uh, highlighting those types of questions again um, in each of the various uh, chapters. Uh, just summarizing uh, some of the, the uh, greater points here. So um, in the introductory chapter, this is really just uh, clarifying some of the state legislation relating to land use and planning that has occurred over the last 10 years or so. Uh, for community facilities and services, so it's providing some additional information uh, about uh, the uh, locations and what types of services are provided at those, uh, those locations. Uh, and um, uh, some changes to the projected school enrollment uh, for particularly for Churchill Elementary. Uh, under the land use chapter, uh, this was clarifying the uh, agricultural preservation goal uh, for the uh, priority preservation area and the county as a whole, uh, and then making some uh, revisions to the Queenstown, uh, Queenstown's growth area uh, to reflect uh, what is shown in their, their current uh, comprehensive plan. 
um, related to environmental resources. Uh, here is um, providing some uh, additional information on, um, on wetlands and uh, sea level change storm frequency um, and um, uh, discussions of buffers to protect water, water quality um, and related items. Uh, for transportation, this was some additional information on the uh, Trails Master Plan that was, cre uh, that was uh, created by the, the town of Queenstown, um, updating some uh, project dates and amounts uh, for transportation projects, that information provided by MDOT, um, and then also expanding on some of MDOT's programs uh, that uh, are related and, and have an impact on the county's transportation system. Uh, and when we look at the historic and cultural resources chapter, uh, the, the major topic here was to uh, describe the difference between national and local historic districts just to differentiate those two uh, types that, um, that are out there. Yes. What is PPA and land use? Uh, priority preservation area. Can you explain that to me? Cool. <laughs> Don't bother. Stop your mic. <laughs> Um, this is an area of land uh, that the, the county has identified where they are focusing the, um, the, uh, uh, their preservation efforts um, and whether that is um, uh, agricultural, um, also forest land uh, preservation, uh, but there are related state programs that, um, that look at those uh, as far as uh, uh, funding or, or uh, looking at preservation goals and whatnot. Um, it was a state mandate to adopt the priority preservation area maps, and they um, can also encompass uh, green belts uh, around uh, municipalities based on their municipal growth elements. They're basically all of the areas that um, are not conducive to uh, commercial development. You know as much as you did before? We'll be returning to this. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> uh, for the economic development chapter, uh, it was asked that we confirm the uh, some of the figures that we had that we had used, um, and just ensuring that those are the the uh, the correct and uh, most up to date uh, figures. Um, uh, for housing, uh, we were asked to. Uh, clarify whether the projections that were highlighted reflected uh, the <coughs> sewer capacity limitations that the county is um, is facing. Um, and in this case, um, those projections do not. They were state provided, so that's also something um, moving moving forward, a uh, sort of a collaborative effort um, for, for related to those projections. Um, and also uh, the potential to explore some additional partnerships to uh, to help uh, with some of the housing issues, uh, whether those are with nonprofits or private housing organizations that are uh, that are currently out there. Um, again, with the town planning framework chapter uh, here, this is where we were looking at um, uh, more specifically what the relationship is between the county and the town planning efforts. Uh, this item was again to. Um, uh, clarify that uh, the growth area for Queenstown and make sure that the uh, figures appropriately uh, were updated to match the changes in mapping uh, that we already highlighted. Uh, for community plans, um, 
there were some requests to clarify some of the uh, sources of information um, as well as to provide some additional information on uh, the uh, U.S. 5301 uh, corridor um, uh, to uh, the county and Kent Island. Um, and then one other uh, point that we want to bring up here, uh, this is, I, I believe, the only technical committee comment that we really wanted to, to bring to your attention right now. Um, there was a request to add a strategy to the Kent Narrows community plan to consider standalone uh, apartment use in the WVC district. Um, and that, uh, the technical committee removed that uh, from, uh, from our uh, recommendations uh, due to the lack of uh, available sewer that's already been outlined uh, both throughout the county uh, the county plan as well as the the Kent Narrows draft uh, and then the last item um, under the uh, editorial or clarification comments um, is to uh, provide some additional uh, acreage calculations showing how much of the various growth areas actually fall within the uh, the critical areas. That's not the same as an allocation, correct? That's not growth allocation. Correct. They're two different things. Mm -hmm. um, there any other questions about the, that? Those sets. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, so this next bunch, uh, these are the uh, the comments that we received that uh, we identified as need needing some additional uh, discussions from the Planning Commission, as well as recommend specific recommendations to direct us um, how to uh, make revisions to the, the draft plans. Uh, to aid in uh, review of those, uh, there were 76 comments overall that fell into this category, uh, but we tried to group them by uh, similar topic areas. Uh, so that's what each of these groups uh, represent. Um, each group can have, let's say, between you know one and possibly eight different specific comments, um, and all of those are identified on the spreadsheet itself. Uh, but here, um, and again, these are items uh, where we will be um, having a more in-depth discussion um, on these and asking for recommendations from the Planning Commission uh, Thursday morning during their, uh, during their meeting. Uh, but that, that first group relates to um, some comments regarding emergency services, um, asking for identification of uh, some future uh, trends, challenges, and needs, uh, as well as some additional information on services, and particularly the ability for those services to address uh, uh, various types of risk uh, moving into, into the future um, over that next 10-year period or so. Uh, the second group related to recreation and open space. Um, and here there was um, uh, more of a request to establish um, uh, recreational land or facilities that are in proximity to some of those population centers. The third group uh, related to the reservation of sewer capacity and in particular questioned uh, the reservation of capacity for the Marling Farms and Dominion uh, uh, neighborhoods, um, citing that um, this had, these had been reserved for some time, um, but nothing had happened. Um, uh, the next group 
related to uh, the adequacy of uh, public facilities, uh, the, the draft had identified some um, recommendations to uh, perhaps um, uh, have APF testing for municipalities um, or applying this um, uh, to growth areas um, or uh, having some um, conditions related to funding, uh, funding of infrastructure. Uh, so these comments were uh, citing some concerns uh, that they had related to those uh, recommendations that had been uh, put forward in the draft. Uh, the next group related to uh, preservation funding. Uh, so this is uh, related to the agricultural and forest preservation funding, uh, not only uh, wanting to uh, be as proactive as possible in applying for those funds that are out there, uh, but these comments were really urging for more advocacy um, on the county's part uh, to the state uh, in particular uh, to try to expand the pots of funding that are uh, that are made available for those various efforts. Uh, and then the next group relates to the role of, uh, of preservation. Um, uh, and um, here it was uh, mostly uh, statements that uh, the preservation of uh, forests and sensitive areas are, um, are very important, of course, um, but that they, uh, perhaps uh, have a, a different role or a more impactful role related to the uh, nutrient or sediment uptake services that those types of preservation uh, would provide. Uh, the uh, group seven, uh, again, focused on some of these sewer capacity limitations. Um, here, uh, requesting some more specific uh, proactive recommendations um, than were uh, already provided in, in the draft, um, but then also uh, posing some questions about how the remaining capacity may be prioritized. Um, uh, the, the draft currently uh, directs that toward commercial uses, uh, so that was the question whether that is, is really appropriate. <clears throat> uh, let's see, the next group related to uh, accountability for implementation of the comprehensive plan and really recommended some more uh, accountable uh, measures uh, to uh, keep track of what has been done and, and when um, or why not, uh, why things may not have uh, been implemented. Uh, the next group uh, relates to uh, litter or roadside trash and the, the growing uh, prevalence that uh, the commenter was seeing. Uh, and this recommendation uh, actually uh, uh, asks for the creation of a, a trash committee or, or something similar um, uh, by the county to help to address, address that issue. Uh, the, the next group uh, reflects comments regarding growth areas. Uh, the, the current plan uh, has county growth areas and municipal or, or town growth areas. Um, this was a um, uh, uh, phrasing that has been used in the past and uh, it's now uh, the recommendation to uh, 
really eliminate that distinction and just recognize these all as as growth areas uh, to really eliminate that uh, that specific distinction um, as as we move forward. Um, for the next uh, item, it reflects uh, some updates to zoning. Um, one parcel in, in particular had a, a change to zoning and uh, was um, uh, fell within a, um, I believe this one, it, it fell within a growth area. So just making sure that the, the mapping reflects that uh, that zoning that, that may have changed since the um, uh, data was initially uh, developed. Um, as some or all of you may be aware, uh, the town of Centerville is, is currently uh, working on a, uh, the same process, albeit um, uh, not as, as far into it as the county is. Uh, so they, uh, the, the town wanted to make sure that um, the, the draft identified that and that there may be resulting changes that come out of their process that aren't reflected in the current draft just due to timing. Um, and they, they did note that they will be coordinating these efforts uh, with, with the county as they move throughout this process uh, to make sure that there aren't conflicts. <clears throat> uh, the next group uh, uh, is related to the future land use map. Uh, in particular, there, uh, this was a correction to, uh, to address the uh, recommendations made by the Planning Commission uh, previously, uh, particularly for the village at Benton's Crossing. Um, and um, then the, the next is related to a, a new request for future land use that came into us during the 60-day review. So of course that was after we had the discussions on the, um, the future land use issue. Uh, so this was for one particular parcel um, that identified a, a desire to rezone in the future and be incorporated into the Graysonville growth area. Uh, group 15 uh, relates to environmentally sensitive areas um, and while the, the current language um, discusses um, uh, uh, development in these areas or paying particular concern uh, this request was to uh, really uh, recommend avoidance of all development in those areas um, not just doing not just having development in an environmentally sensitive um, way uh, as, as many of you know um, there is a delay um, in uh, when data gets collected and when it is um, official from FEMA's standpoint, uh, so some of the flood maps that they have are, are several uh, years outdated and they, they don't reflect, uh, they, they reflect uh, past flooding events. Uh, so this was really asking that um, the uh, flood, flood maps are updated as, as much as possible as new data becomes available um, uh, and to, to keep uh, paying, paying attention to those items. Um, the next group uh, requested strategies to preserve dark skies, uh, so making sure that um, uh, artificial light isn't um, shown into the into the sky or neighboring properties, uh, which can have an impact on um, on the uh, the habitats that are, are out there, among uh, as well as the aesthetics of the community. Uh, and then the group 18. Um, 
requested some additional information uh, on the town of Millington's uh, water and sewer facilities to be included. Um, previously, they had they had not been, uh, particularly because those facilities themselves are located um, outside of Queen Anne's County, um, but they do have uh, uh, some impact on the portion of Millington that uh, does fall within the county uh, within the county boundary. Group 19 um, identified uh, some additional uh, threats, uh, particularly declining water quality as the biggest threat to fisheries. So wanting to stress that um, in that in that section. Um, and then uh, some additional requests, re including specific actions or strategies uh, whenever possible throughout the plan related to green infrastructure. Uh, the next group uh, relates to agricultural best management practices uh, and recommendations to include uh, utilization of these as a specific item uh, for the, uh, the implementation list. Uh, On-site sewage disposal systems were the topic of the next group. Um, and here there was a request to expand the discussion that occurred in the, in the draft um, as well as the requirements uh, or, or proposed requirements for how uh, those systems and the uh, uh, professionals related to uh, those systems were, uh, were handled. Uh, group 23 identified um, aquatic habitats and requested additional information uh, to be provided uh, relating to, uh, to the, that discussion. Um, and then there was a request to include uh, a specific implementation strategy related to um, waterways and providing public access to, uh, to the water um, in the county. <clears throat> Um, the, the county developed the beach to bridge plan uh, several years ago and MDOT uh, uh, requested that the uh, plan identify some of the alternative actions that they have, uh, have and are planning to take related to that issue. Um, there were some comments regarding uh, truck traffic and um, asking for some additional data and acknowledgement that um, that truck traffic is a significant tr contributor to the um, the uh, average daily uh, uh, traffic, uh, those traffic counts that that the county um, experiences. There were uh, several comments related to the um, proposed Bay Bridge crossing, uh, the study, and the um, the proposed span. Um, these comments um, identified. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the a resolution made by the county um, back in August, um, and um, that the the fact that the draft didn't reflect that uh, resolution itself, um, and there were some um, uh, related requests for um, different advocacy efforts um, as well as um, uh, advocating for any future. Uh, span to have uh, minimal environmental impacts um, as much as possible uh, when uh, if if that is to occur. Um, there are some additional comments related to demolition of historic 
properties um, and uh, some proposed changes to the, the process um, that is um, undertaken um, uh, when there is a request for, for that type of demolition. Um, the county has, uh, there are some uh, established uh, sustainable communities within the county, uh, which is a, a state designation. Um, and the suggestions are to um, provide some or identify some uh, targeted revitalization areas uh, within the, the county, uh, the unincorporated areas of the county in particular, uh, that may uh, be able to access some of those types of funds in the future um, should those areas um, uh, move forward with uh, uh, that official designation. Um, and then uh, there were also comments related to uh, a more specific um, housing analysis, uh, looking at specific, um, specific needs and capacity, uh, again, relating to uh, some of the, the sewer limitation issues, um, but in particular, looking at these by the various growth areas um, found within the county. Uh, the the next group um, highlights uh, the uh, the discussion of sea level rise in the Kent Narrows community plan, um, and and really was asking for some additional discussion related to those effects. Um, uh, comments also encouraged really capitalizing on um, uh, the Kent Narrows as a key seafood operation center um, and what that would mean um, for for the Kent Narrows uh, area. Um, and then the last group of comments identified that um, there were or there was um, not a whole lot of discussion related to the effects of COVID. While there, there was some, it didn't go into as much uh, depth or detail. Um, as the commenters would like. Um, and there were also suggestions that the county consider the impacts that COVID might have um, <clears throat> when it assesses uh, future infrastructure capacity, um, particularly related to uh, some increases in teleworking or, or things of that nature. Uh, so while probably longer highlighting of these um, that really distills those comments down into these discrete areas uh, where we would uh, will be um, looking those looking at those more in depth again on Thursday and asking the Planning Commission to provide um, a specific direction on how to address each of those areas um, in in the various drafts no, I think only to add um, about the comments received and looking at uh, one of the spreadsheets which identifies the recommended uh, the actions for PC consideration, which will guide um, staff and Wallace Montgomery in terms of how to finalize this draft to convey to the uh, county commissioners. There are 33 of those comments for consideration. Um, and grouping them as, as uh, Wallace Montgomery has done for us will hopefully streamline that review on Thursday. And I would add that I don't think that we saw any comments through the 60-day review that were surprises or that the topics hadn't been uh, brought up through the two-year process of reviewing. And I think that that 
is um, an illustration of how engaged the public has been, how successful the visioning sessions have been, that um, everyone who was interested from the beginning and had been expressing their concerns and their desires um, had been heard. We had addressed most of the comments and noting that the largest percent of the comments were points of clarification or um, topics that we had addressed in different sections of the plan and just kind of needed to redirect uh, some of the commenters to the appropriate spots uh, speaks volumes for the way Wallace Montgomery has handled um, the public comments and the access to the documents as uh, they've been drafted. I will note that um, this chart of everyone's public comments uh, is now available on the county commissioner's website. Um, it is a PDF version that breaks comments down into three, the three sections that Lauren has outlined. And it is much easier to read than uh, these paper versions, which were cumbersome and kind of difficult to put in a format that was more legible without printing hundreds and hundreds of pieces of, uh, of doc pieces of paper. Um, but for the community who is uh, community members who are looking for how their comments are specifically addressed that aren't action items, I would encourage everyone to go to the commissioner's website to um, look at those charts, to track their comments. And when um, we are holding the workshop, the work session on Thursday, if there are questions about the way uh, staff has redirected or has explained um, any of the suggestions, you know, please uh, bring those up during uh, the public comment period. Then just to wrap up our um, our discussion, uh, we did want to highlight that um, we will be uh, ba based on the the comments that we've received and uh, some of how we've outlined uh, addressing them as well as the direction that we received from the planning commission on Thursday. We will be revising these drafts one more time to reflect to reflect those uh, those comments and recommendations. Um, and these drafts will also reflect uh, the updated branding uh, that the county adopted uh, earlier last year. Uh, so the documents themselves may look slightly different, um, uh, some different uh, coloring and covers, um, if you will. Um, these are just quick shots of the, the covers. Uh, and uh, because the plan will be adopted in 2022, uh, we've highlighted that. Um, so this isn't a separate or different plan. We just updated the date to reflect that adoption year. Um, and then of course, um, again, Thursday, there will be the, the public hearing uh, with the planning commission, as well as those uh, requested recommendations. Um, and um, uh, assuming all goes well during that meeting, um, the planning commission uh, would advise us on the, the specific ways to address comments uh, and then make an overall uh, motion to forward the um, the updated drafts that reflect them uh, to the county commissioners for their review, um, which uh, we've identified that um, uh, 
providing that introduction to the county commissioners during their January 25th meeting. Um, and then uh, a, a public hearing um, uh, was identified for uh, the the March 22nd meeting um, and uh, a potential vote. Uh, so again, assuming um, all continues going well, uh, the plan will be uh, adopted uh, during that during that meeting. Uh, uh, of course, reflecting any additional comments or, or recommendations from the uh, the county commissioners. Um, and then we will have a, a uh, fully adopted plan for, for the county to start implementing. So that is it from us. Um, if you have any comments or questions. So how many, how many of these comments are you gonna try and review on Thursday? There are seven. 76 thank you 76 discrete comments that we've broke that we've grouped into those 33 groupings um, so our our intent would be um, to have direction from the Planning Commission on on each of those um, although one one vote um, if one recommended vote overall um, um, and that um, would, of course, be in addition to any um, any new items that um, arise out of the public hearing itself. Bring a sleeping bag. <laughs> That's why we provided these spreadsheets as early as we did. So um, the county commissioners obviously aren't voting on these recommendations. That's the drafter's job, and our planning commission is the drafter of the document. And They've gotten out their magnifying glasses and, and have been reviewing the spreadsheets. And so hopefully that when we get to the meeting on Thursday, um, all of the members of the Planning Commission have had time to read the extensive comments, even the comments that uh, staff suggested that there are no changes needed in case there is anything that um, is within those, that comment sheet that begs additional conversation, and that's fine too. Um, but we hope that we can group these conversations together uh, in the categories and discuss any other proposed changes pretty comprehensively, and that we'll go much more quickly than needing sleeping bags. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm just, I, I, just as a comment to some of these topics as they were related up there, the 32, I think the very first one could be an all-day affair is, is looking ahead to emergency services 10 years out. That's, you better have a big crystal ball with a, I mean, that, that could be an all-day conversation. We deal with it on a, a year-round basis, and it's a, you know, we have meetings monthly on it. That's, that's, that's not one to take lightly because public safety is a huge issue here in the county, so. Those, that level of detail doesn't live in the comp plan. And so that's what we really have to make clear is that the strategies are overarching, that the specific levels of detail belong in emergency management documents. So well, you're not going to be discussing how many ambulances we need to buy over exactly. the next 10 years. Or Correct. I, I think my read on it was there just wasn't enough meat on the bone that the, the, the reviewer sort of said, hey, this, this is missing some detail. Let's at least fill in some of this and, and give the reader a bit more uh, to digest. But I think Amy is right, is that 
to your point about being there all day for that one topic, the, at least what I gleaned from reading the comments was it was pretty, hey, we're here too. Please don't forget about it. Please include us in this. But I, I, I certainly don't have the expertise to go that deeply into it. And I think Amy was right. Just it's just not necessarily a place for that kind of detail. So what would be an example of the level of detail that you would be addressing on something like that? Well, um, just because also because, you know, public might be hearing this and they're going to show up saying, I want to you know, speak about buying two new ambulances. So that if they know in advance, I think sort of the level of detail that might help the public who wants to show up ahead of time. So the. The level of detail is really sp is germane to the strategies and language that are living within the plan itself. And where we receive point these kinds of pointed questions, we reached back out to our technical committee. And so we reached back out to um, Department of Emergency Services staff for their guidance, which we didn't have at the time of this publication of, of this draft, but we will have their uh, suggested edits, uh, if they do suggest edits. Um, and some of these items really are clarification for the commenters just in terms of where that level of appropriate detail belongs. And we're not, at this point in drafting and the public input that we've received, we're not being called upon really from any of our commenters to create entirely new strategies or new um, recommendations. It's really, they're really all clarifications of existing language, um, almost across the board. So when we reach out to Lake Emergency Services, did we included the volunteer fire departments, all nine of those as part of the strategy and everything? I mean, that was all in there? Or? Um, as a response to these comments in particular, we uh, we contacted our um, uh, our liaison uh, with the uh, Department of Emergency Services, uh, but the the document itself does reflect information from um, uh, from those organizations and um, information that has been funneled through the technical committee throughout the process from those various agencies. And all of the county boards and commissions were a part of our technical review. And basically, all of the technical um, corrections and suggestions are a part of the draft. The, the, no one has questioned any of, our, any of the technical input that, that we've received, because that's the level of detail that we needed to update the plan. There are a number of categories you will have seen up there that it, if I have anything to say about it, it would not change the comp plan because a lot of them have to do with your job to do an updated master water and sewer plan it doesn't belong in the comp plan you're not going to force that off on the planning commission <laughs> <laughs> any other comments or questions Amy, yeah, well, wait a minute. Kathy Go ahead, Kathy. Hi. So, um, if we are going to go through these, each one of these 76 um, comments and recommendations, um, are we, what is the process? And I'm not sure if Amy's the right one to answer this. Is it, are we going to discuss and vote on each and every one um, and then vote on all the 
as a whole, or I, I'm not really sure. I mean, I know that when we went through the um, another similar document with regard to land use and so forth, that was. I, I think I'm just. Is there a clear strategy for for us to um, attack this document um, and, and do it efficiently but thoroughly? So that's my question. Uh, we. Well, it's not 76. It's 33. 33 groups. 33 groups, 76 comments. Right. Yeah. Uh, so our, um, our plan of attack would be to uh, provide um, highlights of the, the comments that we've received um, as we start the, the discussion related to the comprehensive plan um, and, and to request, and, and then the public hearing um, on it would be opened. Uh, we would hear those uh, at those comments, um, but asking that um, uh, if commenters have already made a, a comment not to repeat it or um, if we've identified a comment um, already again not to repeat it just for the sake of time um, to uh, to keep the, the discussion really to new comments or questions um, if you will for that portion um, but then we would go back and really um, uh, more or less bring up this this spreadsheet um, and look at those uh, particular groupings um, and uh, sort of have have that discussion with the Planning Commission um, there may be um, there may be more discussion on some than others um, but then to receive direction about whether you concur with the uh, recommendations that uh, that we have put forth or if if you would like to see a different way of addressing them um, and then um, uh, basically at the the end of that once those decisions are made uh, we would be looking for um, a vote that we've that we've um, outlined in the the presentation as well as as the Planning Commission briefing memo um, as um, uh, how to address the comments uh, and then a separate vote for um, forwarding the the revised drafts onto the county commissioners for their review Kathy I think it, it can be done fairly efficiently by cons by consensus I don't think we need a vote to vote 33 times that's, that's not the thank you it just seems to me now I'm, I'm late I'm, I'm the new guy here so I'm late coming into this process but you've got 70 some comments and 30 some groups you've got a bunch of bright people here uh, that can make a decision I've worked with them in the past but it still seems to me like you're gonna have an awful big thing to chew in one day and then ask us to vote on a document this is the most one of the most significant documents that this county can produce and it only touches it every 10 to years but it's actually what 12 or 15 it seems well, like we've been working on it for over a year yeah but still the document is fluid right it's not done right we're voting on we're going to vote on it we're going to recommend to forward something that we don't see the final wording this is my concern that's all i'm going to say <laughs> and I guess um, on that note in, in particular that's that is why one of the reasons why we we did take additional time um, to provide 
uh, supplemental information for each comment, uh, as well as what our collective recommend recommendation would be to at least use that as a, a starting point for those discussions. Um, and if there are um, if there are deviations from that, um, those are the discussions that we really want to have on Thursday to make sure that. Uh, that the Planning Commission is in agreement with how to move forward. Um, and then our revisions would be limited to those that are outlined here, as well as the um, minor um, clarification or editorial type comments that um, don't have a substantive change. Um, and they're all very clearly detailed out on the, that spreadsheet. So this is a comprehensive Comfort plan review. It's really not, we're not recreating the wheel. Understood. So, my, I guess my question would be on Thursday, you're really only reviewing those 33 groups. As far as you're concerned, everything else in the comp plan is complete. Is that a fair statement? So, we've chewed on it for two years and, and we're tired. Of it. I shouldn't say tired. There's no more chewing to do. Correct. So, as you're yeah. saying, so you're down well, now. To the, these. I shouldn't speak for the Planning Commission, but I think the Planning Commission. If I think you're doing a good job. Yeah. Has been chewing on this <laughs> and it's time to let the commissioners chew on it. Fine. Well, I, I get that. So, I just, for public, so the majority of your comp plan is complete. We're down to these 69, 70 questions that are in 33 groups. And you're going to go group to group, and I, I would imagine you'd have to get a consensus group to group because I've seen it in the past. If you lump it all together and one person doesn't like one thing in here, right. you're killing all the rest of it. You're throwing the baby out with the bathwater. So I imagine you have to go through each group and just get a consensus that okay, we're good on this and move forward, so you can get to the end and then know that you'll be well, there. Pretty I wanna, much. I don't want to um, uh, minimize the importance of each to the commenter of each comment made, but. Most of this has been accomplished, most of those 33 categories has already been accomplished in the main. So there's nothing dramatic, it seems to me, that needs to happen. Are you going to have public comment at the same time on, on going through each one of these groups? No. No. Not, going, not going through each group. There will be a public hearing after the work session where, because this is it. This is the... On, oh, you're saying on Thursday after your work session, then you'll take public comment yes. on Thursday, but after you're done the work session. That's right. Not each of the... Correct. Right. Nobody's going to give you any testimony or, or try and sway your decision. Because, because that was the intent of the 60-day review. So the 60-day review is here's the draft, which has been um, fluid up until that point. So the draft has been shared. Each chapter has been shared as it's been developed and amended uh, and updated. And then the 60-day review draft really took in all of the input that we received to date, which is why I think our comments weren't uh, surprising in general. Um, so what will happen now, after everyone took the time to put their comments in writing, and then we had the official input from our state clearinghouse process, our neighboring jurisdictions and towns, um, and we've given, afforded them the opportunity to look at that final draft. Um, we're not now looking for additional comments on that 60-day review draft. That window really, truly has closed, and an assessment of those comments 
is before the Planning Commission now a vote on what we felt were the substantive issues where we just really wanted that last bit of guidance where um, staff and the technical committee and our consultants didn't want to make a judgment call. Um, we want those items, uh, we want direction on those items and a comprehensive vote. But before that vote, we also want to just make sure with one more opportunity for public comment during the official public hearing on that final draft. So there has to be an end to this. Or there's no, I totally get it. We can lend margin to you because it, at 33 groups, <laughs> 10 minutes a group, you're at five hours. So, you know, I, that's all I'm saying. That's and not only that, I mean, you know, this is again, and, and to, to Bill's point, I agree, this is one of the more important documents that we right. have to, to put out. Yes. And if you're doing it in the middle of the day, the average person in this county is working probably across the bridge, maybe don't have time to zoom in and obviously you're not going to be here in person. So I, again, I just think it does some of that a disservice when you're saying you're going to take public But comment. they've already taken the comment. I get it, but, yeah, they, but it's a hearing. So a hearing is open to the public. No, this, this is a work session. I was told it was a hearing. There's a hearing a following hearing. the work yeah. session. Right, after the decisions are made. No. No. No, it's before the decisions are <laughs> made. No. No, the, the vote comes after. The, the, yeah. well, maybe so there's a work stand, session. Maybe, maybe someone will stand up in the public hearing mm -hmm. and we'll all have a, an epiphany that we forgot something big and that'll slow something, slow it down. Okay. I mean, I don't, I, I get what you're saying. It's kind of in a sarcastic tone, but it's still, it's a public hearing and it should be accessible to the public. All it the has public. been. Um, I get it, Sharon, but, but we, that's why we have our meetings at night so that we give most people that work during the day a chance to come to our, that's why we don't do day meetings anymore because of that very reason. And it just, I don't know. It's just my opinion. I'm like, Bill, I have one, so I'm going to share it. Um. <coughs> Very good. Anything else? Unless you have something for us. I did want We're to good. I did want to yeah. make an unrelated comment. I wanted to draw everyone's attention to the new artwork in the hallway. <laughs> um, yes. Our uh, GIS, uh, the county's GIS department, um, Sam Stanton and Tyler Pease had this great idea of um, putting together a map of the county uh, close to this hearing room. We all look at it as a work of art uh, because this is something we work with all the time. But it's also extremely functional and it looks terrific uh, for meetings in this uh, space for people who are coming to the meetings and coming to hearings to have that visual of the county as they're entering this workspace. I just really wanted to bring it to your attention and just to commend them on uh, providing that amenity to us, so. Thank you. All right, thank you. All right. So we All right. You guys may leave or you can hang out. Well, we, we are taking fresh public right comment now. Oh, on the, oh yeah. On oh, the that's right. So we may have some folks that want to mm -hmm. comment on the okay. work session. Yeah, yeah. we had Tracy. I think Tracy, <coughs> yeah, that signed up. Tracy Schultz in Chester, Maryland. Um, I just don't think that the uh, available sewer capacity is the right thing to do to regulate the growth areas and the comp plan. The sewer capacity could change with new technology and the comp plan is not up for renewal for seven to ten years. It seems like it takes longer than that time to get it done. The APFO, which is Adequate Public Facilities Ordinance, is a ordinance that is used to make sure that there are adequate public facilities available. If not, then a developer cannot move forward until they are. 
if you have a property now that is zoned for development, you might not have enough capacity for it to be developed. I don't agree that those properties should be removed from the growth area either. And then I saw up here a pup, uh, comment number 30. <coughs> Somebody had a property to come in late and wanted to be added in as a medical. Is that correct? There was a, re a request for a re I'm just wondering how that's going to fit in if there's no sewer available. I mean, if it's medical or whatever it is, if it's not available, it's not available. So I'm just wondering how that's a comment that I had. So I appreciate it, and I like to keep my property in the growth area. So thank you. Anybody else who wanted to speak? Good evening. Uh, Wick Dudley with the Bay Area Association of Realtors. Just want to say thank you all for the all the work you all have done the last year or two. It's really quite the uh, effort. Um, having said that, I do agree with the gentleman on the right that uh, it would be a shame to rush through here when we're so close to the finish line. Um, I know you're talking about 76 comments that will be reviewed on Thursday, and that's quite a bit. But as was brought up earlier in the presentation, there's actually 418 comments. So I plan on going online and reviewing the spreadsheet uh, to make sure that comments that I have made or, or uh, other realtors at the Bay Area, ah, excuse me, Bay Area have made are not being swept under this group of uh, 350 comments or so that won't be addressed on Thursday. So thank you all again for your time and um, look forward to Thursday and getting this done in a couple months. Thank you. Anybody else in the room has a comment? Come on up. We also have a virtual. Yeah. Hi, uh, Georgiana Winley, Kent Neris Development Foundation Executive Director. Uh, in listening to this tonight, I thank you for your uh, kind consideration and all the hard work that everybody's done. Uh, there's one thing that is uh, of concern to us, uh, well, many things of concern to us, but um, most importantly, uh, is it possible to move that discussion uh, that the technical committee recommended that uh, the, the multifamily um, units uh, not not be discussed by the Planning Commission and that issue, if you saw that uh, slide. And that was cut out, and the Technical Committee made that decision to cut out a discussion that we believe the Kentonera's Foundation and the Planning Commission does need to have about uh, having standalone or multifamily unit, residential units, be allowed in the Kentonera's area. Um, the reason for that is if you go back into all of the original comments that were made in the phone calls and the planning sessions and everything else, our biggest issue is workforce housing. One of our biggest issues is that. And to not allow a discussion on that and how we at the Kent Narrows can help to make it better for people would, would not be right. So I think what we would request is that that discussion be moved into your planning commission discussion list on Thursday. Thursday? So that's, that's it. Thank you very much. Anybody else in the room? All right, I think we got uh, Kevin on, yes. right? I'm asking you to unmute Kevin, and you can start. Uh, all right, am I coming through fine now? Yes. All right, uh, I'm Kevin Waterman. I am the past president of the Bay Area Association of Realtors. 
I just want to thank everyone for all the work they have done on the plan thus far. Um, only thing I think is important to note is that while the comprehensive plan is not itself a regulatory document, I think everyone you know here in the room and watching knows it is a document with regulatory teeth and impacts. It's what the staff, politicians, and the public are all going to be looking to for the next 10 to 12 years when it comes to the county. And as such, I think there's an awful lot of comments um, that were dismissed and you know, put into that large chunk at the end as ones that were not important, that did not need to be addressed, that are in fact very important. And I hope that the Planning Commission will take the time on Thursday to review a good chunk of those, including those made by the Bay Area Association of Realtors. And I want to say, I believe 50 or more individuals who also echoed those same comments. So that's all I have to say. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody? All right, we'll close that press of public comment. All right, well, that concludes our work session tonight with the uh, planning commissioners and the county commissioners. So, um, I want to take, take can I, a break. Can I ask one more thing? Go ahead. Can sure, I go ask ahead. one more thing? Now, you, oh, yeah. you've, got, you've got some people that have said that their comments were, were, were set aside. I don't want to say removed, but they were set aside because they weren't germane or they were discussed as. I assume in other parts of the plan, that sort of stuff. But will there be an opportunity for people to come forward if they look, you know, do their homework, see where their comments lay, whether they're part of the discussion or not, and give them the opportunity to come before us on Thursday and say, this is my comment. I don't understand why we're not discussing. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's why it's so important that those comments are available to the public. Well, um, and, and so, how do we deal with that just all on a case-by-case -case basis if if that if, like this lady comment. right here that just talking about the, the kenton harris foundation uh, development foundation i think she she's probably thought this out pretty well um you know and i know these folks some of these folks down there they're good people good businesses brings a lot of money to this county and we ought to be listening to them never turn away public comments well, there will be an opportunity yeah. to make a change if we if we decide we disagree with you that this comment was set aside. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm sure we'll never grow to disagree with no, you. No, I don't think I, we will. You know, I'm, I know we won't, <laughs> but just in case. All right. Yep. All right. That, that's it. I promise. Thank you for coming. All right. All right. Take five. Call me back to order. All right, commissioners. Uh, we have. Uh, Five action items for your consideration this evening. And if you want to turn to um, tab number three under new business, uh, actually the first action item is a proclamation for National Mentoring Month. If I ask one of you gentlemen to please re read the. Of course I do. Just, just so happens. Just so happens. I got a copy of that. All right, Proclamation 22-01, whereas no matter the background of circumstance, every child in America has the right to go as far as their dreams will take them with the support, wisdom, and nurturing of mentors who have navigated the path before us. And whereas we honor all those parents and family members, teachers and coaches, employers and co-workers, community and faith-based leaders, and many other who devote time, care, and energy to helping our young people thrive. And whereas we proudly support initiatives across our department 
and agencies that provide tutoring, community service, opportunities, school-based and after-school programs, summer learning and enrichment, and work-based learning opportunities. And whereas we agree that mentorship, mentorship excuse me, is vital to fulfilling this responsibility, expanding opportunity, and helping our children, children fulfill their potential. And now, therefore, we, the County Commissioners of Queen Anne's County, do hereby proclaim January 2022 as National Mentoring Month and ask our citizens to mentor our children to the best of their ability in Queen Anne's County. Signed, the Queen Anne's County Commissioners. All right. Thank you very much, Commissioners. Item number two on pages two through six is the, um, the bylaws for the Travel and Tourism Advisory Committee. And this new committee was established uh, just recently by resolution 2028 for the purpose of creating public-private partnerships with travel and tourism stakeholders representing specific industries in Queen Anne's County. So they have developed their uh, bylaws and they would like now for the commissioners to consider adopting them. So could I have a motion? I move to approve the adoption of the Travel and Tourism Advisory Committee bylaws as presented. Second. Got a motion to second. Is there any discussion on this? Yeah, real quick, Heather, if you can come up. I just just one quick yeah. question. Was there uh, was there no appetite to have the chairman serve two years like we do on EDC? I notice it's so they're going to elect every year. No. Uh, okay, I'm just yeah. curious why we. we uh, it just seems that consistency works good on EDC. I figured hopefully right. they were going to do the same thing there. I but. think maybe they're thinking this first year to to do a year and then maybe, maybe reconsider in the. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Any more discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? All right. Four zero, one absent. Motion carries. Thank you, Commissioners. Item number three on pages seven through thirteen is a commercial real property tax credit request from the Botel Restaurant LLC. And this is a request that was evaluated by the Economic and Tourism Development Group for a commercial real property tax credit for the project known as the Botel Restaurant on the property owned by the Botel Restaurant LLC located at 110 Pioneers Road in Chester. And uh, they've met the criteria established by the, um, the statute. So could I get a motion on that? I move to approve the request for commercial real property tax credit for the project known as Botel Restaurant on the property owned by Botel Restaurant Land LLC at 110 Pioneers Road, Chester, Maryland. With the condition the project results in the creation of at least 12 new full-time positions within 36 months of completion and property improvements exceed 25,000 a fair market value of the property second all right we've got a motion a second any discussion all those in favor say aye aye, aye. any opposed yeah. all right. four zero one absent i'm sorry four in favor one absent motion carries okay, great thank you commissioners Next item, item number four on pages four through 19 is uh, the FY22 Mowbray uh, Park Court Lighting. And this is a recommendation from our Parks and Recreation Director to uh, contract with Musco Lighting to replace the tennis and pickleball court lights at Mowbray Park in the amount of $135,296. They have a pre-established government contract for that and budget authority in their capital preventative maintenance account. So, I move to authorize the Department of Parks and Recreation to contract with Musco Lighting to replace the tennis pickleball lights at Mowbray Park for $135,296. Again? You got a motion to second. Any discussion? Yes, yes. Let's, let's, uh, yeah, because I want to ask about the 
like a solid uh, email. Well, that's what we're going to talk about. Court, yeah, yeah, so. The multiple pickleball courts just wondering. So <laughs> we all, the commissioners, got that email today, and it was well written by the... Yes. The Pickleball Association. Yeah, that's that's and it was the Archbishop uh, of Pickleball or something. I had a discussion <laughs> earlier today with uh, Mr. Chanley about that, and uh, you know I want to run this by the commissioners, and he can chime in whenever he like. But right now, Marbury Park is slated to have tennis courts uh, overlaid with pickleball courts, and then have the lighting put on so you could use it for both. And it makes it kind of confusing, as you saw from the anybody that saw the email. We have tennis courts right now at Old Love Point Park that I propose we keep as tennis courts and make Mowbray Park ten pickleball courts, and that'll that'll pick us to, up ten permanent. But with doing that, we need lights also at Old Love Point for the tennis courts. That's correct, because right now, if you take tennis out of Mowbray, that's the only lit tennis court in the county, and therefore you're taking away an amenity from. From your users so therefore you need to either fulfill it or um, replace it so and you had a price originally for those lights that it or you think they'll be the same 100 I, I would i would assume they're probably in that same range as what mowbray um Good. mowbray's lights would be so we're talking um you know 135 hundred forty thousand for for lights at at love point and you know obviously we'll we'll go ahead and get a a more definitive uh price on that so we could we could move forward with approving these lights for Mowbray. Have you come to us in the next meeting with a proposal of the meeting after for the lights at Old Love Point so that we can do that and then you just have to make we have it slated to do Mowbray this year in this budget to do the redo the tennis courts and add the pickleball, but we could just swap that and make it just straight pickleball. Correct. There might be. I'm, I'm sure there's going to be some sort of price adjustment because you're you're changing out um, a little bit. We had some preliminary price for ten pickleball courts um, at over Mowbray. top of an existing tennis court. Over over right. top, uh -huh. um, not starting from the ground up. And and we're estimating it's going to be about two hundred and twenty thousand. So you're talking maybe fifteen thousand dollars more than what you guys already approved um, on the November 9th meeting. Um, and we're we're trying to get in contact with the. Um, uh, with the company to, to firm that up and you know therefore once we get that price I can forward that up to to county administrator and then we can take you know whatever necessary steps from there but I, I would assume there'd be half there would have to be some sort of adjustment you know to the uh, to the action so so why don't, so, so why don't, Jim since we, we could do that quickly why, and we could take up the lights in the next budget where I mean obviously we're working walking right into the budget session the lights for mm -hmm. uh, yeah. the right. point but go right. ahead and just redirect what we have to to go ahead and get Mallory done I'd this like year with the pickleball also do you have any read of how many pickleball players we got versus tennis <laughs> I, I mean just I, I do know this because it's been told to me tw uh, several times um, just up in um, uh, the Kent Island area, the, the Krabby pickleball players, and this is where um, the letter originated from. They have about 200 members. That's just in that. In any sense that of Kent the Island. tennis players. Tennis players, uh, it, it's hard to to gauge how many there are. Um, I, when you're allotting courts, you need to be able to make that gauge, and I think there are a, do. a lot more pickleball players at this point. There, there probably are at this point in time because obviously that's the, you know, the, the game, game du jour. I mean, that's what everybody's playing and, and turning to. But you still have, you know, folks that, um, that still play tennis. And tennis players, you know, they play early in the morning or in the evening time when it's not, you know, not 100 degrees out in the dead. I don't think lights are going to be as critical to them 
in the short term. You know what I mean? Right, but you know, to Steve's point, uh, you know, that we're going to go from having which we've already budgeted to redo Malbury Park, their tennis courts, and keep them tennis courts, but add pickleball as an overlay. So we get rid of that portion of the tennis portion of it and just stri strictly stick with pickleball. We're picking up the ten permanent pickleball right. twenty four seven there with lights, and we're putting lights at Old Love Point for tennis, which is already tennis. So we're not doing anything to those courts, correct? Correct. Correct. So that's already tennis. And then if you know we come back in a year or two, and it's the need is greater, then we, we look at it again. But right now, I think it's I think it's a, a win win for everybody to light both sets. Right. And have pickleball and or tennis at, at Old Love Point, that's a good thing. And the other thing is, is, is Mowbray is, you know, it's like their, their home base. Right. You know, you've already have a following of, of 200 or so people that, that go there and play, you know, several, you know, several days out of the week. So you already have a captive audience. Now it's just making sure that the tennis players that are at Mowbray still have a place to go, with, which what is a reasonable um, you know, distance, and from Mowbray to uh, Old Love Point, you're talking what two, two and a half miles? Two miles. It's two miles on Google Earth. Yeah. So. Yeah, as the uh, crow flies. How many tennis courts are there down at Old Love? Um, three. <clears throat> and then there's also the um, the high school ones, but the high school ones is, you can only is, use. Is ten committed weekend. pickleball courts? Is that going to more or less cover with their needs, or are we just? I think that is um, very, good very, start. very good, very good start. I and mean, then we maybe can get some more throughout the mm -hmm. other parts of the county. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, yep. And then that'll give them a traveling. And we still do have that option in other parts of the county right. where there are overlays. And that's, you know, that's what a lot of jurisdictions are doing now because they can't come up with the capital funds to just create just a, a pickleball placed, um, you know, unto itself. So the, the overlay is a viable option. Um, but if you have the opportunity to build, you know, a specific one, especially where you already have a captive audience, you know, I think it's a great idea to, you know, to cash in on that, so to speak. So what's the, uh, the motion? Then? Well, the motion is that we still the lights go in there, but what they'll do is they're going to come back and they're going to change Mowbray to strictly ten pickleball. And no tennis there, just pickleball, and then he's got put lights in. Right, come in. Budget difference. And then uh, yeah. come so for lights at Old Love well, Point. Well, do you, do you want to just we're just voting on this motion? You could, or do you want to hold this and add a comprehensive package to the whole thing? Slow you down if we hold this. Um, I mean, we we got to get in line for this. I for, know for the court lighting, and yeah, I would say for the court lighting. It would, we got the motion to second. Let's and, and it's yeah. and it's already a you know we have to do it anyways. All in favor? Aye. There you go. Four in favor, one absent. Yep. Right. You so you got the lights, you got the direction to take it all to pickleball and yep. light the other tennis courts. And I'll be back in two weeks. That's right. <laughs> we, we, we don't, it, it's not a meeting unless you come up here asking us for something. So. <laughs> Good. I'm glad to be invited. <laughs> you can stay there. we got one more. Stay That's one more. Stay there. All right. Item number five, our last item, item five on pages 20 and 22, is a capital equipment request um, for a new Kubota skid steer loader for the Parks Department. <laughs> Uh, utilizing the source well government discount program. So can I get a motion on that, please? Move to authorize the Department of Parks and Recreation to purchase a Kubota skid loader from the Burke from Burke Equipment in Felton, Delaware for $68,970.31. Funding to come from the Department of Parks and Recreation Capital Equipment Budget. Is this replacing something? Oh, second, um, I'm sorry, second. Uh, is this replacing something, Steve, or...? It is, it is a newer one for, for one that we have. We're taking our old one, and we're going to move our old one up to Crumpton because they don't have anything to, um, uh, to, to utilize that. So um, 
it is yes a replacement you're adding so you don't have to haul equipment all the way up and down the right. county right. Okay. right yeah that's all right okay that second oh yeah, so i wasn't second. Second. second i wasn't second yes all in favor aye aye, aye. any opposed four in favor I one second before I come. Right. thank you all right. Thank you, Director Chanley. That's all the action items we have for this evening, Commissioners. We do have one piece of business under legislation, uh, a bill number 20, 2201 for public facilities bond authorization of 2022 for introduction. Tab 7. I'll introduce it. All right. Okay. Thank you, Commissioner. Uh, that is all of our items for this evening, so we can go into uh, roundtable. Do we? No more press public comment, right? Everybody's gone? Everyone's pretty much all right, round table. going. <laughs> no, they're going. All right. Um, I'm actually going to start today. Um, so we, we had uh, some people speak this uh, earlier on uh, a proposed ordinance. It's not an ordinance. 2109. Um, and there's been there's been a lot of uh, discussions about that I've seen on social media and uh, I think it's important to explain to everybody um, a little bit about the process because I think there's some misconceptions about what's going on and maybe some misconceptions about um, that proposed ordinance as well uh, first off the bat it, there nobody is trying to end hunting Queens County nobody's trying to end any uh, sports shooting Queens County uh, none of us would ever vote for that so that just put that to rest that's just not accurate not going to happen um in october oh no august august 10th meeting i think at press and public comment we had two citizens who came forward and they had some concerns about a possible uh uh business that was to come to a shooting range near where they lived and they voiced those concerns and this is what press and public comment is for um after that there was some additional concerns that were raised and one of the things that we are supposed to do as elected officials is listen to everybody's concerns um, and we listen to the people who didn't vote for us and the people who did vote for us uh, we listen to the people who we agree with and that we don't agree with right that is our job we took an oath after we got elected to listen to everybody um, and so part of listening um, is giving people an opportunity to have their issues heard by government that's one of the most important things we can do it's actually a part of the Constitution. The First Amendment guarantees people a right to petition their government uh, for their grievances and to have a hearing. So there was a comment earlier that somebody thought if an ordinance is sent up uh, by a commissioner, that means that they are endorsing it. Uh, that's not necessarily the case. Uh, there's one time a year where the citizens can directly put in ordinances. The rest of the time, it's the commissioners that put it in. Uh, sometimes we come up with ideas and those are the ordinances that we put in other times what is in is based upon citizen concerns and what we do is we give them a vehicle for their voice to be heard we don't guarantee them an outcome we don't tell them their ordinance is going to get through um, and we explain the process so here's sort of what the process goes through for this particular ordinance it has just been sent to planning and zoning when it's there staff will review it they look and see how it conforms with other provisions in the code if there's some conflicts um, does there need to be any changes one of the reasons that it goes through this process and it was at a public commissioner hearing where this process got started is so we can hear from the public so i'm glad to see all of this communications on social media because this is the exact 
purpose of this, to get it out there so people can comment. If there's language that's ambiguous and we need to fix it, that's one of the things that we're gonna do. Um, people who are against it, some people can come to the meeting and tell us, some don't have the time to do that, so they, they call us or they email us. Some people are for it. This is the process and we, we all of us, strongly encourage that open and civic discussion about things. After planning zoning staff looks at it, they make proposals and it goes to the planning commission, right? The planning commission will advertise a hearing for this. There will be a public hearing. If you're in favor of it, you can show up and speak. If you're against it, you can show up and speak. And you're gonna have the planning commission's gonna listen to you. They're gonna make a vote. They're gonna say, we think it's great. They're gonna say, we think it's terrible. They're gonna say, I get the idea, but we need to tweak the language and maybe they'll make some revisions. Um, if they decide that it should go further or that there's some revisions and it should go forward, they make a recommendation and then it will come to the county commissioners. We will then introduce it. We will have notice again. There'll be two week notice. We'll have a hearing. The public gets to come to that again. You can speak in favor, you can speak against. We'll accept your, your emails. We'll put them in as part of the record. We all read all of the information that you send us into this. After the hearing, we'll have a two week period, usually sometimes a little bit more. We keep the record open to hear, is there any more people that want to comment? Did you not have a chance to make it to the meeting, but you want to submit something? So we can take that into consideration. And then there will be a vote on something. So all of this is just part of the process. Because something gets introduced or proposed does not mean it's law, does not mean it will become law. But this is democracy in action. This is open government and transparent government. And that's one of the things that you know, you hear again and again, people say they don't want, you know, an old boys network. They, they want open and parent government. The way you do that is by having these hearings and allowing the public to speak. So I encourage everybody to keep speaking, sending us emails, show up, tell us how you feel about it, for or against. But be careful about jumping to conclusions about what you think the outcome is going to be because you don't know. None of us are going to make a decision until we hear from everybody. So that's sort of the process, and I think it's important for people to understand that. There, there have been things before us that people were dead set, they knew exactly how we were gonna vote, and guess what? They were wrong. It, it didn't come out that way because we take the time to listen to everybody. Um, open government and protecting the integrity of the democratic process is one of the most important things we can do. We are stewards of that process, and that's something that we take very seriously. So I, I'm thinking everybody who has called me uh, sent us emails, showed up today, will show up at the, I think the Planning Commission will see it uh, February 10th. 10th. Yeah. February 10th, um, the agenda will be post. Um, come to that hearing. Um, if you can't come to it, you know, submit your comments. But if you're for it, come speak. And if you're against it, come speak. But I would ask one thing, and that is that when you're voicing your opinions on it, be passionate about the issue. But let's respect both the proponents and the opponents of these things. You heard from Mr. Schrader earlier. He's one of the people who does not want this to happen. And he runs a great business. They do great things for the county. The high school uh, shooting team gets to use their facilities. They help the archery team out. Um, there's, they, they are good business, good people, right? There are people who want the change because their houses are right next to where this would go. And they're concerned about an increase in the frequency of firearm use when maybe they've worked all week and they, they want to be able to sleep in late on a Saturday and not hear the gunfire. 
None of these are wrong issues. These are all valid concerns they have. And, and that's why we have hearings so we can hear from them. The most important thing is the process and the public gets heard because all of your concerns are very important. So that's my sort of spiel of how a bill becomes a law in Queen Anne's County. I'm sorry if it's winded, but I, I just, it's very important to me that that the process is. Are you going to sing the song from back? How the bill becomes a law? I was going to do that and have Stevie dress up as the bill, but I didn't have the costume. For <laughs> okay, I was just checking. So, but that, it's just important to me that people understand that we're, we're listening to you, and and we want you all to have a voice in how Queen Anne's County government responds to the laws we have. So, and I and I thank everybody for your comments. It's been respectful. Not all social media comments are, but the comments we've received are. Jack. Yeah, and, and to stay in that vein just for a second, um, the social media, if we governed off social media, this country would be even worse off than we are, I think, in general, um, because the, the level of viciousness and just out and out, I don't know, contempt for each other uh, when you're on opposite sides of an issue, to me, is disgusting. Um, it, it just, I don't know, it shows, I guess, to what level we've sank in this country in terms of how we treat our fellow people. Um, like Chris said, there's two sides to everything. And I will tell you, in, in my six years here, I've seen iterations of things that have gotten introduced and changed. It's, it's kind of like that old telephone game when you were growing mm -hmm. up. It starts over here as one thing, but by the time it gets spit out on this other end, it's totally different. And, and that happens a lot. So, so you may introduce something, and by the time it gets back to you, you go, I'm not voting for this. This is ridiculous. You know, so that, that's just it. And, and again, it's the process that gets us there. It's the, it's the open transparent process, which, uh, you know, I, I even saw some comments where somebody said, well, a commissioner doesn't have to bring something forward. And, and for one commissioner to decide that a citizen's concerns aren't uh, valid enough to bring forward for the other five of us to sit together and vote on after going through the process, I think is just irresponsible. I mean, that's, that's what we're here for. Like Chris said, we took an oath to represent everybody. Yeah, we have to run as Republicans or Democrats or independents. But once we take that oath, we now represent everybody. There's, there's, we don't differentiate. When people call me, and, and I, will, I will say this right now, and I, God strike me dead if I'm wrong, when somebody calls me, I don't go, are you a Democrat or are you a Republican? That is not my first question to people. I ask them what, you know, what they need. So, all right, I'm done. Yeah. Uh, Commissioner Will? Uh, Commissioner Moran. All righty then. So, you know, I just want to say thank you to staff and our DPW and parks personnel for the hard work they did on the snow removal from back-to-back -back, uh, storms uh you know i thought our roads were were cleaned and, and well maintained in a timely manner so i appreciate that and you know uh, getting back to covid and getting back to whatever variant we have out there please get your shots please get your shots uh you know you're anywhere you hear you're going to hear that 80 percent of the people that are in the hospital not on ventilators, but in the hospital, taking up space, don't have their uh, vaccination. So, you know, I think that uh, we're, we're now two years into this, and this is the new norm. So I think the public needs to just come to reality with it. And, and uh, you know, it's, every year you'll get a shot, just like the flu. Every year you get a flu shot, and, you know, we're going to have to start living with this and stop uh, being afraid to walk outside. And that's really all I got. All right. All right, Mr. Wilson. Yeah, well, we have warned the public on a number of occasions that when we got to the dead of winter, the one thing that was pretty sure to happen was that the hospitals would jam up, and they did. And that at the time we spoke about that, <coughs> a 
one of the things we mentioned was getting a good connection with either a primary care guy or an urgency center. Well, you can try to find one of those now. You're going to be a long time looking because almost all the primary care people have closed up new, new patient practice. And even one of the head of the medical society in Maryland couldn't find a hospital bed the other day. So the situation is quite serious in hospital land. I will be pleased to tell everybody that our EMS service, the ambulance service, because we have provided for it, expecting this over a long period of time, it is right on top of it. We're not a bit behind, and we will continue to support it in the future as we did in the past because probably a good number of the complaints that they get and calls they make they often can solve themselves and the transports we do are very slow but we're still well on top of it and thanks to the support of the commission and the public on we go with that um, I totally support President Corcorino's estimations about the uh, about the uh, bills that come in front of us that far from being concluded in terms of the public expecting well they're going to vote this way I have no idea what my fellow commissioners are ever going to do and often myself so you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know it just depends which way the quarter comes up so anyway that's that's it from me all right entertain a motion so moved to adjourn. Second. All in favor? Aye. All right. All right. That wraps it up. Thank you, everybody. Yeah.